Alright. So the skating of reality. Well, like this, like the not the long skate around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's reality and we're like parallel to it and we can see it. But we don't, we don't have to identify with it because we're not on the same direct path with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's just from my own experience the other, the other night with the situation that I got into. Like, I got offended when my lane went into reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no. And then all of a sudden now I'm in the lane of reality and I'm like, oh wait, yes it is. Ah. Yes it is. And now here comes, I have to take a step back, say okay, I was offended, resentful, identify, own, now action. You is this I mean? is this lane of reality similar to what we were talking about, uh, like that about the double life, like leading a double life? I don't know if you saw or heard that before. Like when people feel that they're leading a double life, it's almost as if what you're explaining too. It's it's this lane of reality that we live in, or we live in this lane, this path, like this thing that we want. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And we're skate skating around reality. But all of a sudden, reality goes whoop. Here you go, and you're both in the you're in the same. Now you're like, oh, there's realization of well, like, oh, I was being offended, or oh, I am being this, or oh, I'm not being that. Yeah, that's similar. Well, similar, similar. Well, the, the double life thing can be very close or very extreme. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people that live double lives that are completely inauthentic, and they they right. play this role. Then there's the other kind of double or parallel life for me anyways that there's a pothole and then that will you see the pothole you skate into this other lane and you know the pothole is still there and you're gonna it's even like it was a circular little track uh -huh. you're coming around and the pothole is still there so you go around it pothole's there you go around it well at some point you gotta you got to fill the pothole and say okay I'm the one that created the pothole let's smooth it over yeah. because especially when you're dealing with two parties husband and wife or whatever even child and a parent or friends, you know, if you if you're the one that created the divot, even though you don't want to, even though maybe somebody else skated through the divot, made it deeper, 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 deeper. Yeah. But you're the one that started the the ditch, and you have to take responsibility of that. Now that's where I was the other night. I was like, okay, I have to. That that's mine. Even though I don't like it, and it doesn't look good, and it doesn't feel good, and I try to work not to be that way. But now there it is. So now it's my job to come in and say, okay. We're going to smooth this over. We're going yeah. to stay in the real lane of life and not skate around this anymore. Because of, you know, honestly, like that's, when it's, when it's a major issue, if it's a control or anger or it's something that's not advantageous to the betterment of our life or even the home front, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? The home front um, image that you want to portray to your family. Right. Not even portray, but be. Because they see, they can see us from this, from these lenses of what we look like in the outside world. Okay, you're this to this person, you're this to this person. You're getting all these compliments, you're amazing, da da da, then at home front, you're a jerk. Right. And that's where I got kind of, I was uh -oh. like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. But that is the sense of what you're saying. That's yeah. the pothole, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's a pot. I like yeah. that analogy of the track with the pothole. And the, the skating along and like always going around it, knowing it's there. Yeah. But then one day, you, you're not paying attention you get caught up in that pothole yeah and now you're all of a sudden like oh this pothole's still here because I never filled it 
Well, you know, and you know, I've fixed it. You know what's crazy? Like, even say say a home, something at home that your wife is asking you to do. Right. And you're like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And she's bugging you and bugging you and bugging you. Right. Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then you finally do it, and it took you literally four and a half minutes to do. Yeah. And it would have avoided all this, like, la 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 Which creates animosity. Yeah. So I read something the other day in a book that said... So there were two, there was a relationship, husband and wife, they were both like on opposite ends of the spectrum of like being in love and like they were arguing, right? And the recommendation of the book was each of you take a card and sit down together and within a couple minutes write the top three or four things you can do for each other every day that will allow you to, to be happy or be in love. That's good. Right? Yeah. And so now you've written it, you've thought about it, you've recognized it, and you've everybody knows, both parties know. And then you read it together, and then the husband, the husband and wife, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, one person reads it and says, Okay, these are the three things that I would need you to do, or I you know, I would it's a request. I would like you to do your love language. Yeah. Right? And you have to make a promise that if you do those three things, that you're going to be happy. You're going to be in love. Like, there's there's that. Yeah. Now, it's not going to happen, like, within a minute. But over time, consistently doing these things, now you're speaking each other's language. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was great. I was like, dude. Well, that's the thing. Like, consistency. You just said consistency is the key. Like, and I've, we've, as a marriage couple, we've done stuff like that before. But it's it's seems all fun and new at the beginning and then all of a sudden you kind of taper off yeah yeah you, you always revisit those things. you always taper off because reality sets in of like man you know that gets back to that conversation too of like there are people in this world that like just fall in love right they're like okay I, I knew from the moment like with Jenny and I I knew from the moment that I seen her that I was going to marry her like I knew it there's nothing in my mind that was like, I'm marrying anybody. Like, this is the person. And it all goes well, right? Everything goes well. And then all of a sudden you have kids. And then you have bills. And then you have financials. And then you have work. And then you have, like, school. And you have all these things that pile on top of you. And you each individually change over years. And if some, as somebody who's been married for, I think, 13 or 14 years now. Um, and has been with, you know my wife for almost 15 years like there's been different times of the, and stages of our life where we've been different people right like we've had to grow we've had yeah. to change we've, I'm not the same person as I was when I was 21 when she first met me Yeah, you know being almost 40 now and I have a fun running joke up there and I always say like you, you've been married to the same person like human yeah. but I've been like four or five different husbands in that time period and she's like yeah she's been pretty consistent but I would say I've probably had three different wives with the same one yeah like I had the like young fun we don't really know what we're doing but we're just gonna go do it type of life and then I've had the I'm a mom I can't do anything but focus on my kids and now I've ha I'm having the like the business wife the like the one that's like in it for longevity and, and sustainability and like is in comfort mode and in love but also wants to experience and yeah. is also finding herself like that's awesome Jenny's going through a transition in this group of 2020 as well though she's not part of the app she's going through the transition of going like who, who am I yeah. who, who's me 
you know, it's interesting, like, how women can stay, even though they go through these different little seasons of life, so to speak, they, they stay pretty consistent and true. And us as men, like, I look, just based on social media, bro, like, looking back on my life when I was, it only since, that was, I think I've been sober ever, so maybe not, but I look at these different personas that I had, and I thought I was so cool in those seasons or so right on and I was so far not (laughs) and so this goes from this very extreme I'm this that the other and to this other like experimental person to this other experimental person but then you feel like you know once you kind of go through all those and I look back on each one of those and each of them was a stepping block into the right direction we're just on the wrong path and then it got me over to this Uh, what I feel right now is the correct path anyway so we had a conversation this morning, Jenny and I, about how one of the people that she is uh, a manager for is, is, you know, it's kind of her boss. One of her, one of the people that she's a boss for, um, had said, "I want to, I, I want to start working on my professional career so I can be as stable and as strong as you are." And and I, and she stopped talking, and I was like, "Uh huh." And I looked at Jenny and I was like, how did that make you feel? And she goes, awkward. And I said, why? And she goes, because I don't see myself as like stable and strong in that manner. Like I see myself as somebody who's constantly learning and always like growing and still has more to do. And, you know, all the things that a great leader says. Yeah. And a great leader believes and just knows to its core that he or she has never done. And so I asked, I said, you should start seeing yourself as that person because you are. Like, you're somebody of strength. You're somebody that people look up to. And I said, look, you've got 20 some odd years at the same company. Like, most of the people that are your bosses don't have that amount of time over you in the same company. You know, and, and it was it's similar to myself. Like, I've got 20 some odd years in this industry that we work in doing what I'm doing. But I oftentimes don't feel and see myself as the same way. Yeah. Only over the past year or two, I've started to walk with a little more confidence and speak in a little more confidence because, well, what the hell? Like, we're going to die anyway, so... We're <laughs> throw go it all out there. <laughs> Let's throw it out there. Um, but I thought it was really interesting, so then I asked her, I said, well, what's... What got you to where you are today? And immediately she said the mentors and leadership that I had and that I currently have like have gotten me to where I am today so it gets back to the people you surround yourself with the people you pay attention to and then I had said but you also have a big why as well and she says well yeah like there's a reason why I want to pay attention to these people because they can they, they've already done it they've already made the mistakes they can teach me things yeah and and I think it holds a pretty true candle to the fact that like even being in this group the 2020 group and creating this and going through that and seeing some of these people everybody has their own skill set and ability that they are like the best at yeah and I, I think in a way what we're attempting to do and working towards is finding that which will give us more purpose which will help us understand our why of doing things and then allowing everybody to share those skill sets. Yeah. Well, and she, and 
she's dead on and something that my pastor says often <clears throat> and it's not his coin saying by any means but you show me your friends I'll show you your future you know what I mean like the, honestly and that's you know there's times in my life that I was surrounded myself with seemingly good people but on the wrong trajectory of life and wrong path and that's why I had these these seasons of identity crisis and A I just didn't know who I was in God you know what I mean and that's once I saw the person that God saw me as that's what changed everything for me. Yeah. and that's where and I was like okay I do want to invest in people I do want to help the world around me but I also need to the people that are close in my circle I need to make sure that they're building me as, up as much as I have the potential to build them up you know what I mean that's intentional yeah and not, not that you surround people to like use them or you know what I mean like, right but you, you have to keep your circle tight and because at the end of the day dude like you have to you have to this the time that we're on this planet is so temporal like it really is and we could our, our card could get checked at any time and I was just reading a, a chapter in a book that I'm reading about pain and suffering and why why there is pain and suffering in the world and how we use it you know what I mean right. to grow and that's some of the most painful times in my life either lost the loss of my sister and drug addiction alcohol, all that stuff like I would not be the man that I am today without going through the most uncertain, painful, hellish times of my life, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the outlook that I have on life and how I view things would not be there if I didn't go through those things. You know what I mean? I get it. I often say, and it's not even my coins of words either, but, like, you have to be down in... You have to have gone down in the ditches... And really overcome some things in life before you can fully understand like the greatness and the opportunity that we have. Yeah. What happens though is we, because of those situations and experiences, we get stuck in that experience, yeah. and it repeats and repeats and repeats, and then our actions don't play out to who we can become. But I also think that. The bigger the the bigger the pain, the higher and further and brighter you're gonna shine. Absolutely. Like the higher you're gonna go, the further you're gonna go, the brighter you're gonna shine by the bigger pain. Yeah. And and it's okay to carry some of that in my eyes. Sometimes it's okay to carry that yeah. around a bit and understand it and realize how, how heavy it is and well, I think it's identification and acceptance. Like it's, and then there's a third one where you you harbor that little painful place and you don't want to let it heal and it festers and it manifests itself in yeah. such unhealthy things in your life. You know, like you have to, if there's something down there, you have to let the healer in there to touch it. Like let let expose it, dig it up, let and and you know it's always interesting to me like how. There's some things in your life that you can identify, accept, and it heals quickly. There's other things that it takes a while. Yeah. Like that tender healing process that takes months, years, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it's just like a wound, right? Like yeah. you get a wound on your leg. Sometimes it heals really quick. Sometimes it's a blister that festers because it's a virus that's being eaten from the inside out. And other times you're able to get the cut. You're able to seal it. You just let it sit for a bit and it, it heals. Yeah. But that's where they say, like, nature, in nature, time heals all wounds, and time works, and, like, 
works its way out, whether you want it to or not.